Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? We're back for another one. Happy to be here, as always. A good old Saturday episode. A fun one today. Well, a different one than we were expecting. Still going to be fun, though. But we are doing a Discord mailbag. We got a bunch of questions submitted. Uh, We were originally going to do a ranked map breakdown, but with the Olympus, World's Edge, snafu slash change and not a clear picture on what map is going to be there for the rest of the split we're going to hold off by maybe a week or two and if at all you know if we do get kind of a clear response or answer uh on where we're at so with that before we dive into the episode if you want a question answered ask it in our discord channel for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on apple podcasts or just be ready for pings like the ones we sent out today an hour before the show is being recorded also if you could drop us a follow on twitter at kirkgrid and at hv ferguson support over there is always appreciated yeah you guys are the best i think the community every now and again just blows me away shay put out you know a message 30 minutes before we started recording, and we got 17 questions instantly. So we're going to try to get through every single one of them to show our commitment, but you can't be getting carried away with mm. long-winded responses yeah. like I normally do. We'll see. So got to hold each other to that. I mean, I think with that, let's just get into it you know, right away. Link to the discords in the description if you want to you know, get access to opportunities like this. So. Go on and join over there. I'll kick us off. First question coming from so many Nessies. Hey, third party pod, two questions. How do you feel about pay to win skins? And who is the hardest legend to play as a solo queue player? Do I have an episode for you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think the first one, pay to win skins, not really a thing in this game. But in terms of skins that I think are pretty good, I think that the Loba... uh, legend edition skin where it's kind of all black awesome mm-hmm, skin mm-hmm. any like the darker skins i think perform better just because it's harder to see you you know yeah. if you're wearing a a neon pathfinder skin probably not a pay to win <laughs> skin yeah uh, i'm not a fan generally speaking pay to win skins not a fan don't want them in games apex done a pretty good job of kind of walking back some of the iron sight pay to win skins that people had complaints about uh, so yeah, I think this is not really something that affects Apex a ton. Not something I am a fan of in gaming generally. Uh, hardest legend to play though as a solo queue legend. One overall. Number one. You only get one answer, Henry. So and there's only one, one right overall answer. hard. Really? No, 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 I was just seeing if I could stress you out at all. I think the single hardest legend to play as a solo queue player is Crypto. Mm-hmm. And the reason is there's just no mobility, no defensive, no real offensive except for the EMP, which is, you know, that's an ultimate one time and it can hurt you too. So it's just not that positive. You know, someone that you might expect to be a contender for the single hardest, I would say is probably Watson. But if you're a solo Watson, you can actually trick people with the fences. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, 1v3 with the fences and the gen. Like, it is possible. With crypto, can you 1v3 
just with the drone? Like that's all you got. <laughs> Shay can, but it's step in my opinion, hardest solo legend. I agree wholeheartedly. That was what I was gonna say. It's when you're in the drone doing your recon, you come out of the drone, your teammates are 150 meters away. That just happens sometimes <laughs> when you're playing with randoms. And yeah, there's no other legend that's happening to you with. So hardest legend. Next question. Let's keep it going. Coming from Schmucky. If you could take one feature slash aspect of any other game and put it into Apex, what would it be? should have read all these questions ahead of time because that is an incredible question that I am not really sure of. I'm you, okay, you go. I'll keep thinking. I think having weapon skins that you can grind. Oh, that's great, Henry. Just well said. should be in the game. Yeah. Like you should be able to get your diamond camo, your matte black camo, gold camo, whatever you want. You should have an ability to grind. I got one too. Okay. That's good, a great one. Good. I take your answer first, by the way, but then I'll say mine as well. Well, I was, originally, I was trying to think of like BR features. Like, do I want the gulag yeah, in Apex? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and we've talked about that before where it's like fun LTM, but generally speaking, probably not. Um, but I would love to get the Fortnite IP relationship aspect into sure. apex to get the star wars the pokemon the marvel the dc like crossovers into apex i think that'd be a ton of fun uh, and could you know storytelling who knows how that would go but generally speaking like i think i don't even play fortnite and i want to go buy skins half the time which is so impressive so <laughs> yeah <laughs> good ones though <laughs> next question coming from Kawamatsu, my question to y'all would be, if the legends existed in our world, which Olympic sport do you think they'd each be most excited to watch? Excited to watch. That's an interesting, interesting layer added to this because I was immediately thinking of who's going to perform the best. Oh, man. That's a hard question. Does anything come to your mind immediately? It's a tough question. I think, you know, the easy answer is Octane, you know, would love all yeah. the, the running events. I think, like, in that track and field world, shot put, I think, would be a pretty popular event mm -hmm. for the Legends. Like, I could see Gibraltar liking that. I could also see Valk mm -hmm. really liking that. Like, I feel like a lot of the Legends would like those kind of brute strength yeah. sports powerlifting, you know, I, I think that really fits with a lot of these competitive legends. I bet uh like all these guys, they're they're pretty strong. I bet like Bangalore would love the biathlon. Like the oh, cross country yeah. skiing, then you shoot and then you go cross country ski again. Like mm -hmm. that'd be a good one. Uh I was trying to think of who would like curling. I went to Winter Olympics immediately. Which legend do you think would enjoy curling the most? In the Olympics. <laughs> uh, probably Vantage. Okay. I like it. She's just because she's, she's from that in climate. in society. Yeah. You know? She's, she's like, this is yeah, so cool. I don't know. <laughs> she's young. But, you know, I think she would like that. She's kind of corny. I love it. Let's keep it going. Next question coming from Triumph. Next legend predictions or what legend would make for a huge meta switch? I think maybe a new healing legend with time reversing ability that takes away all the damage that a teammate was dealt in the last three seconds. Wow, that's an interesting spin on things. 
probably would very support. Yeah, that'd be a meta shift. I maybe I would say. Um, you know, next legend predictions. I don't really know. Something fun. That's my hope at this point in time, honestly. Um, what I'd maybe like to see from a balancing perspective to shift up the meta. I'm willing to have something, you know, extreme, honestly, come into Apex as a legend meta shift up. Like it's been the way since the very beginning, but like the Octane, Wraith, Pathfinder, you know, are at the top mobility. Can we get them, you know, not at the very top? I think would be fun. And maybe try and bring up characters like Aloba, a Mirage, an Ash. Or even at the very bottom, like the Newcastle or Rampart. I'd love to be, you know, more relevant in the game. And I do think they're good legends. They're just not popular. So doing something to make yeah. them meta would be kind of cool, I would say. Recently I've been really, really happy with the expansion of the defensive class. Mm-hmm. Newcastle and Catalyst are wins. Regardless of, you know, whatever the popularity looks like or, you know, esports, I think both of their kits are really, really cool, unique, fit right into the defensive kind of play style. Um, but I agree that we need more support, whether that's medic, whether that's helping, you know, other legends' abilities or getting loot yeah. or I, it doesn't matter. We just need more support. So, that's what I would want for the next legend. Um, I don't know if it would switch up the meta because the meta is all about mobility. Yeah. You want to mess around with the the meta, you just have to come up with an amazing movement tech, and then some. Mm-hmm. You know, like Valk. Two seasons after she released, people finally started listening to me and said, "Oh, she's really good." She not only has two movement techs, but she also shoots missiles and she also scans the beacon. So it's like. You need a lot to really shift the meta, but it all comes down to the mobility. Yeah, definitely. Good question, though. Next question coming from Caffeinated. What about some thoughts on World's Edge Ranked? Didn't have much luck finding an older World's Edge Ranked episode. Any thoughts? Yeah. Um, World's Edge, traditionally and historically, has been the favorite ranked map. And mm-hmm. the reason for this is it has so many, probably the most, high-quality POIs around the entire map. So there's lots of places that you can feel confident getting loot and fighting, rotating, playing endgames. And it is slower because there are so many more buildings. You can play more defensive on World's Edge, which, from a competitive esports perspective, means less risk, more money in your pocket. So, you know, when you think about that and you think about then how should I play? Defensive legends are the strongest on World's Edge. Like that's just a fact. The Caustic, the Rampart, the Watson, the now Catalyst are their strongest like states on World's Edge. So leaning into that can be one piece of advice. Um I think Picking one location and trying to land there consistently is probably the second best piece of advice because there's so many to choose from and the loot quality is so good almost everywhere that you just need to get comfortable winning that first fight, getting the early KP, getting set up, and then the end game is probably some of the more 
I don't want to say straightforward because like King's Canyon, when I play on Kings, the end game is just the two jump towers or not jump towers, but the observation towers. I just go to whichever one is in the mm-hmm. ring. Easy. World's Edge, it's a little bit more nuanced, but if you're playing defensively, there's so many buildings to play that you can really fall back on that no matter what the shrink is. Yeah, I think that's really well said. The defensibility of those buildings make the map a, a, a different kind of style than some of the others. So maximizing that's key. Um, you know, I think you've got a lot of, the other thing is you got a lot of jump towers and that's kind of a key rotational tool. So make sure you're making use of those. I think you either play beacon plus defense, get ahead of the zone, get in there, D up, or you play edge. I don't know if you want to kind of do one of these middling around uh, team comps in there. And Valk is very strong, once again, on World's Edge. She's, you know, I don't want to say back because Storm Point's obviously kind of been her best map because there's no jump towers. But there's a lot of verticality, a lot of kind of mountains you can traverse around with Valk on World's Edge. So you can you can make a lot out of her there. So, yeah, I think overall, though, play smart, play aggressive. Next question coming from RyR13. Could I say that as a name? Re-Re, maybe? Re-Re. One is an I, three is an E. I think it's probably Re-Re. Okay, Re-Re. Question. <laughs> what is your favorite support character, and what do you want for the next heirloom? Great. great questions. I know what your favorite support character is. It's probably the easiest question we could ever get on here. You're obviously Loba a lifeline till fan. I die. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Loba all day, every day. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a Loba as well. I have the Loba heirloom. She's probably like my one of my most played legends this season. Just uh, I spend a ton of time on her. You didn't know this? I don't really play her when I when we play no. together because in ranked we go a lot more specific. But I play her a lot when. I'm just kind of messing she's around amazing. and such. She's a yeah, she's a blast. Um, next heirloom that I would love to see. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the order, but no, it's not the order. It's what would Shay like to see? So screw the order, okay? <laughs> I would like to see a fuse heirloom that was not the golden grenade from lore and is something cooler but i can't think of any concept off the top of my head right now so i'm really struggling start talking so i can brainstorm (laughs) the i think most challenging heirloom to make in the whole game right now is for ash oh yeah that's but that's what i'd love to see just because i'm so curious like ash has by far the coolest ultimate ability in the game with the phase sword and you can see it in game whenever you want. So I just, I wonder what they will do because you have the, the rat, you got the sword already. She is a simulacrum. I think there's probably a lot you could do, but there's so much already there that I think it's the most challenging. So I'd love to see them crack that challenge. Okay. I found the fuse heirloom concept. Uh, they have a grenade gavel, which would be pretty cool, or just a guitar yeah. would be kind of cool 
too. So I'm a fan. That's where I would go. Um, any other support legends you wanted to talk about, though? Definitely not. No. <laughs> okay. Next question coming from Hendy. Hey guys, Scott from Scott or guys, Scott from Scotland here. Oh, I did read it right the first time. I was just tripping. Um, I'm a huge fan of what you two do. First question with the recent changes in SBM. Why am I getting preds every game when I'm in gold? LOL. Oh, on a serious note, I'm now a bang main with both heirloom and skin. Do you guys think we'll ever get matching trackers to go with these 160 pound skins, or is that too much to ask for? Cue up the good work. Yeah, you got you got a complete set there. Um, yeah, that's pretty impressive. I don't know the the trackers are so interesting how they do those. Um, really random se- when they come. Like, <laughs> But it really is random because you have some legends that have like three or four sets of trackers and others that have never had one. So it's like, it's weird how they do it. Um, Preds in a gold match. I haven't seen that in a while. Haven't seen it. Shouldn't happen. Um, Yeah, I'd love to get proof of that and we can talk to somebody about it. So hit us up. Mm-hmm. I'd love to learn more about that because it's pretty extreme. There were cases um, back in season 11 where you were getting that happen. Um, but at the same time, this could be maybe what you're trying to say is there's past preds. So you're seeing dive trails, you're seeing icons, but they're not current preds. Um, that could make sense, especially early in splits. Um, but yeah, if you have a current pred, uh, you're either on a really crazy server or there's some big, big problems <laughs> with what's going on. I was going to ask the server question. That was that yeah. was my thought as well. Uh, yeah. Something's definitely off there. <laughs> Next question coming from I am Evan. Any ideas for a fuse buff? Also, what do you think his heirloom should be? Great question. I think his heirloom should be a guitar. That's what I've settled on since the last question that we discussed it. I think he should get a guitar. What about a buff, though? What do you think? Yeah, the big heirlooms are always pretty cool. I just think smashing somebody with a guitar would be cool. And then like a rare animation where like if you knock them, it breaks. And then it magically reappears, Mm -hmm. obviously. But... uh, Obviously, because yeah. you paid good exactly. money for it. Exactly, I ain't going away with a melee hit. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buff wise, fuse is strong. Like we've been playing. A lot I of haven't fuse. thought about a fuse buff in a long, long time. Um, his ultimate is probably what would need the most attention. Even though I really like the change of being able to have recon inside the Ring of Fire. Mm-hmm. Um. It just isn't as applicable as other area of effect ultimates. Um, so I'd probably put some put some thought and effort into increasing the power or the versatility or usability of the ultimate. But the passive, I think, is in a, a good state. And the tactical, I think, is the crown jewel of the whole kit. Just so, so powerful. Yeah, I'd love to see a... Um... The buff I would do for Fuse, very specific. I want the fire walls on the ultimate to be higher. I think it's tough when people are able to just jump out of it. I think you should, you know, if you get trapped perfectly in it, I think you should, you know, 
be semi-trapped and having to take the consequences of it or need to have an ability to be able to get out rather than just being like, oh, here's a rock that I can then use to jump off and over it. I think it, it, it defeats the purpose so often with how easy it can be to escape. So that, that's what I would key in on. Good. Next question from Bleg. How much of each M1 consumable do you guys carry with different weapons? Also, what is your preferred throwable? I wonder if we have the same answers for this. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> so I've been really going crazy recently <laughs> with my weapon choices. I love um, it. Been using a lot of Wingman, been using a lot of Mastiff. And I've been using most recently a lot more 3030. Um, all of those very low ammo, you know, two stacks is kind of the the thing to go with for me. Um, but you know, having 180, 240 light is probably enough for a primary weapon. Try not to go beyond that. Um, if you have two light weapons, getting up to 300, I think, is something that you should take caution to. It's not something you should never do, but throwables are really important. And as soon as you get into that 300 ammo, it's like, even if you are going R400, you're probably not going to burn through all that ammo. So it might be nice to have a couple grenades, maybe have some more bats, and you're going to be able to get ammo replenished, especially if it's light. So. I try not to go crazy on the fully automatic weapon ammo, personally. I think I agree with pretty much everything. I'm two stacks snipers, two stacks shotgun. I will go three stacks in the 30-30 sometimes, if I, depending on what the secondary is I have with it. Three stacks on the G7. Four stacks on the triple take. You kind of have to go crazy if you're going triple take. Yeah, that's on an outlier. The ammo. That's sure. an outlier. Um, and then, yeah, 180 to 240 on fully auto guns. The only exception, I think, to all those rules is if I'm going R301 3X, using it as the primary and trying to get it at range more specifically, I will do 300 in those situations. But really, only if I have 3X on it, because then I'm actually taking shots in situations I wouldn't have. Uh, otherwise and it's pretty easy to burn through ammo with that weapon but yeah some people say you only need one stack of sniper ammo henry what do you think about that that's extreme (laughs) i think but i i think in terms of throwable there were there was a time where i was really in love with the thermite i think that was because of the gibraltar Mm -hmm. and that using thermites and the bubble really works well together but i think it's almost undeniable that the frag grenade is the best throwable. I still um I am actually I'm still the thermite. I I, I like the precision that you thermite get to is it with. Cool. Just, just more so like the situations I use it in are more cool. I, happen more frequently. Crack somebody, they go behind cover. Like the frag, you you're not always going to get to be precise with it. The thermite, you can be precise, going to instantly start damaging and force people out of cover. Um but I don't, I'm not really all at the same time. I'm not dropping frags to pick up thermites most of the time. So it's like, they're all great uh, in that way. And I will say, Henry, 
I stuck somebody with an arc star from 50 meters when I jumped off a building today in a game. So maybe that's my favorite now because that was the most badass feeling moment I've had in a <laughs> long time. was that in hardcore? It was in hardcore. Yeah. So that it, it did it something. Them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Felt bad. Nice when it actually does something. <laughs> Good deal. Um, you, it's you. You. Your turn. Next question coming from The Knife. When should players play selfishly? And when is it better to play selflessly? Does that apply to all legends or only certain ones? Finally, when dropping, should you stick close to your teammates or split up? This is an interesting set of questions. When should you play selfishly versus selflessly? I guess first, what do you see as playing selfish versus not being selfish in Apex Legends? How would you break that down generally? Yeah, I think you could you know, interpret it of being like stealing kills, getting the loot for yourself, mm-hmm. getting care packages for yourself. For me, playing selfishly is going where I want to go. <laughs> and that can be hard. Like, because I, I want to rotate a certain way. I want to get to a certain area. I want to go to a fight and I don't want to have a, you know, debate or vote on it. So that's kind of, I think, especially in ranked, that's probably one of my weaknesses, but that's when I choose to play self-ishly. I say, we're going to this POI, you're either coming or I'm leaving you. (laughs) And it kind of works for me. Like I think leading from the front, if somebody makes a decision, normally the team follows. Um, When that doesn't happen, it doesn't really work out for me. So that's what I would say on the the self versus selfish versus selfless. It's interesting. I don't know. I can't think of... Like, are we talking about like baiting teammates as well? Like, I I don't, there's not a lot of situations. You either win a fight or you don't win a fight. Don't be a rude person and steal people's like loot if they need it. But at the same time, you're as a team, your goal is to loot as fast as possible so you can get to the next fight. So, yeah, I don't know. I can't even, I think it's not really something I even think about. That much. It's hard to. Yeah, there's the etiquette that we just know. Like, you don't loot somebody's box if you're respawning them. You don't do these certain things, you know, for the most part. I think when you should not play selflessly is when you're actually the more selfless characters. And that's the Newcastle Mm -hmm. and the Lifeline. If you cannot protect that person and yourself, do not go for the res. Don't do it. If you have a common knockdown shield and your Newcastle, do not go for the contested res. Mm-hmm. Like that is when you should not be selfless. Mm-hmm. You're not helping anybody. You will both die, and your teammate at the very least gets a limp. So I think that's an extremely niche example. But that, that's what I would say. And um, I, I'll throw in one other thing on this topic, and then we can keep it rolling. Um, if it is selfish, to abandon dead teammates and ranked, that's a time you can be selfish, I would say. If you if they're ahead of you or you have the ability to get out of a situation, if that's looked at as a selfish task, I think that's an okay thing to do to preserve RP and placement and ranked. Um, in terms of the dropping question, though, um, you should split off people and not drop 
on the same door, on the same bin, on the same set of loot, but you should stay generically semi-close to each other, especially if you're in a contested drop so that you can support one another quickly if need be. I'm not a fan of, unless it's an uncontested POI, one person drops on one building in Bonsai and the other person drops on the other building in Bonsai and then you're miles apart from each other. So not on the same spot, but still close together is like my high-level recommendation. Good. I agree. Sweet. Next question coming from TBNR Hunters. What is y'all's favorite game of all time? What a tough question. <laughs> it's not that it's tough, hard. bro. It's hard. <laughs> Apex is definitely the favorite game of all time for me. There has not been a game that has even come close to capturing my attention for this long, this intensely. Um, so I need the answer outside of Apex because that's just a given. Outside like, of Apex, time, it gets yeah. a little bit harder. I think Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 is the number one nostalgia game for me. Mm-hmm. That's a big impact. Um, in terms of like getting really dedicated, like I've gotten deep into the Anno series, mm-hmm. I've gotten deep into the Supreme Commander series, I've gotten deep into the Call of Duty Zombies series. Um, Titanfall 2, I think, is probably the best multiplayer shooter I've ever played. Um, Those are good ones. Favorite. The question was plural, though. So I feel good about my answer. Oh, it is plural. Okay. So we, I don't have yeah, to pick we one. We can pick one then. Um, 2K. Will always be one of my favorite games of all time. I don't know. I mean, if I'm choosing a specific one, like 2K17, I think. I could be wrong on that one, though. Um, Titanfall, great answer, Henry. I'll throw Ghost Recon Wildlands into the mix as one of the favorite games of all time. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of really good video games. You know what? I actually, I think... Maybe one of my favorite single player games of all time is Arkham Knight. Like that game for when it came out and graphically how it looks blows me away every single time. It looks better than Gotham Knights, which just came out, which doesn't make any sense. That game, incredible. I love the bat I love Batman. So yeah. There's a lot of really good video games out there though. Yeah. Totally. Next question coming from AJ. How are you guys dealing with fatigue in the game since legend changes have been non-existent and weapon changes have been minuscule? Oh, man. AJ hitting us with the, the tough questions. I don't know if I would say weapon changes were or have been minuscule. You know, I think they, they have kept doing stuff. Maybe you disagree with me, but I think we're... Sh- oh, I no. think we're We've gotten the most yeah. weapon balancing changes we ever have in the last. Year. I do think there's been, been there's extreme. been a lot of changes though that haven't shifted the meta is kind of the only thing I will point to of like we've gotten so many tiny changes and so many hop up changes that are just kind of irrelevant at times versus having big swings in the Hemlocks meta, the Havocs meta, that kind of stuff over the last season or two. Um, but I do think quantity-wise, we're definitely there. In terms of how do you deal with it, you know, I think if you're dealing with burnout, you, you know, enjoy these limited time modes, control, hardcore, other things. AJ is a guy I play with, so he knows that we do like we'll do first gun challenges off drop and stuff in pubs, mix it up, have fun, play ranked, 
get wins. And, you know, I, I've always been a proponent of if a game is feeling like it's burning you out, happily play something else for a little bit and come back to it. Because I think anytime I go and play a game other than Apex, after a certain amount of time, I'm wishing for Apex back. And then it feels very refreshing to jump right back in. Um, but yeah, the lack of legend changes has been disappointing uh, lately. And I think is one of the biggest things on how refreshing Apex feels as a whole. Yeah, I think the legend, the lack of legend balancing changes is old news for me. Like it was a really painful transition where we used to get two waves of legend balancing every single season with release and then at the split or the collection event. We don't get that anymore. Um, I kind of had to accept that four seasons ago. So I can understand how people might still be missing that. For me, it comes down to playing the new legend, playing your legend, and just focusing on ranked. Um, I don't think that consistent legend balancing that shifts the meta is ever going to come back. So I guess how I deal with it is I accepted it <laughs> and I focus on other things. But you don't <laughs> like, get you don't put anything into developers saying that next season is going to be the biggest like balancing and meta shifts like we've had in forever. That like there's not an expectation that yeah it's not what it once was, but it should be better than nothing because we've had nothing for four seasons like truly nothing. Next season the hopes are high, but. I, and so that's good. Mm -hmm. I guess let's change both of our answers. Look to the future. <laughs> we will have legend and weapon balancing. But what I'm saying is we are not going to have consistent legend balancing changes season to season like we consistently yeah. did no, and, and, in and the I, first and two years of the game. That's totally fair. I, I think it's just like me personally, my request is to have it like what we have right now is not good enough. Like as someone that's playing the game a ton right now. And I get it like we can just have the let's accept it kind of thing, but I think we need to have more than what's currently out there and I think it's only going to make the game healthier and more fun. And no that doesn't mean we're going to go back to what we had to your point of like getting two waves every season or even getting a big wave every season. But Getting those reworks for legends that desperately need them, you know, once every other season or something, doesn't seem like it should be an out of this world request. I, like, to, truly, I, we've said this a few times, but I do kind of feel like this next season's a big one, in my, for my opinion, on balancing. Like, if we don't get big balancing on the legend side this coming season, I'll, I'll probably be fully in the like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to ever get my hopes up again because I've I've let myself get my hopes up for this next season because of the long break we're on and the communication from the devs. So that's where I'm at with that line of thinking for sure. Next question or any other thoughts? Let's Just Garbage Things is asking this question. What are some good places to drop that are less contested for ranked on World's Edge? I'm a new player, but it seems every place we drop always has people and we are getting killed off drop no matter where we go. Also, do you think that devs will finish out the split on World's Edge or change it back to Olympus as soon as they can? Great question that I really want to know the answer to. <laughs> yeah, I think that in terms of Olympus versus World's Edge for this split, I think that it is a ongoing decision mm -hmm. 
I think they desperately want to get it back to Olympus, but if it takes too long, I don't know if they'll be able yeah. to. So I, I don't know what they'll do. It depends on how long it takes to fix the, the problem. What's the time frame in your mind? Like, at what point would you be frustrated that they made the switch? Back? I don't know. I, I thought we were already going to switch yeah. back if we were. Yeah. If they go another week, we go two weeks and we switch, it's going to be harder. Three weeks. It's a, the new season. For so. me, it was three weeks. Like three weeks was the like, oh, if you yeah. switch it at the, like two weeks is not great, but acceptable. Three weeks is like, okay, we, we now it's just a weird rank split. Like it's just something's yeah. wrong. <laughs> Season's almost over yeah, though. Truly. So, you know, it's, this is definitely a weird what split because it's so fragmented. Drop spots and rolls edge though. I think the best kind of uncontested drop is still survey camp um it's small keep your team together if it is contested it's pretty easy to you know take the rooftops and focus um world's edge has so many different hot drops Mm -hmm. outside of fragment that it's hard you can't really get lava city by yourself or big mod by yourself or climatizer by yourself so I think one of the parts of being good at World's Edge is taking early fights and being contested. And that's, I think, why some people are frustrated because Olympus isn't necessarily like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Survey Camp is my number one. I think I was going to say Survey Camp also, so I'm kind of pissed that you did, but I know we've been dropping them together forever, so it does yeah. make sense. Um Honestly, it's just the best answer. Everything else always feels like there's there's other people there. I think you can get away with a lava fissure drop as well. I think you can split it mm-hmm. if need be, um, which is something you can't do at a lot of some other POIs on the map. So I'll throw that one just into the mix as well. But Survey Camp is definitely the best answer there. Next question coming from Seven Ali. Hey guys, love listening to your pod going to and from work my question is what is an unpopular opinion you have regarding apex be it maps weapons legends or anything in general unpopular opinion this is funny that i immediately know like two that i think you're gonna say oh yeah i got yeah you shoot them shoot them to start because i think your first one if it's a legend one that's about one of the top three legends i still think one of the like it's it's there's truth behind it it's just a great take because i know how much it frustrates people this is an update To my normal okay, take. Okay. So I think Wraith is so incredibly overrated. <laughs> Such a selfish player, so hard to pull off effectively. The fact that she is so popular, I think, is just because she's free. Like if she came out this season, I do not think she'd be popular. Um, but that being said, I hate life. <laughs> and I I just Flippin' hate her at this point because she's so popular and so useless, but everyone thinks that not only is she good, but she's easy. And it blows my mind. She is one of the hardest legends to play in the game and probably the single most useless. I I don't know how else to say it. You can love the care package, but people think that she's a medic. I don't know. I'd take a Gibraltar, a Newcastle, a Bangalore, a Wraith oh over God. a Lifeline any day of the week. 
And that's my most controversial take. I love I'd it. take her out of the game. <laughs> I'd take her out of the game. Okay, we went to another level. I would. She's, it. But it's, it's not like... I am happy to debate her kit in all areas, but my beef with her is just how popular she is. Like She should not be that popular. Yeah. I think everybody that's playing Lifeline as a main could do better. Yeah. And there's so many good options and she's too popular. I think I, I'll go. I got some spicy takes I can say. The first one is not even that spicy, but in your Wraith vein, I'm an Octane hater. I think he's overrated in terms of pick rate. And I get that he's more fun to play, but you still have to unlock him. So people are actively choosing to unlock him because he's fun. I don't think he's very helpful to teams and people really just seem to play him for the fun and the pads and the simpleness. And in your conversation about how there's so many great, better options at resing than lifeline, I think there's so many better and just more utility characters for movement than octane. So I don't even know if that's spicy, but he is number one in pick rate. So there's gotta be some spice on it a little bit. Um, I'd take an octane teammate. All day, and I would play Octane. Well, if, are you comparing to Life? The pad is so good. Yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. Always compare. I to just Lifeline. think like I would rather have Pathfinder. I would rather have Ash. Like I would just rather have other team utility movements that go from point A to point yeah. B. I think that Octane has he's been dominant. For yeah, a while. and I think that it's just like he's repeatedly been hit by nerfs and stuff like. An octane jumping in on me, I love the sound of it. I will beam that person That's out of good. the air. So, like, please pad towards so me. So, do you like him or not? I like hate him? that people like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard for me to hate on octane because he's so much easier, in my opinion, than Pathfinder or Ash, And I get that. Where it's like, we're going to get some value out of this but guy. Let's just. Let's just learn, okay? Let's just accept that Apex is a difficult game and that we need to take the next steps because I think you're hurting your team and if you're trying to win. That's my honest thought process. Ah, You'd rather have an Ash for your mobility I legend. just think that it's not, it's like... It's a hot take for a reason, It's a hot folks. take for a reason. I just, I mean, I think Ash, like getting to a high ceiling of Ash is hard, but I think generally speaking, going from point A to point B... Is not that tough. You want to go on top of a roof because that's where a pad wants to take you. I'm a lot safer doing it as an Ash than I am doing it as an Octane. And it's not like Octane, I get to go back, which is a great reason for other legends. They're both one way. And one I think is pretty freaking simple point, click, take height, Octane, bounce, die, take height. Hot okay. take, Shay. Hot there we take. go. We don't have time to get okay, into it. There we go. That's the spot. I haven't played Octane in like three seasons as well. So that's my uh, that's my thought. I uh, I could probably come up with another one, but I think we can keep it rolling instead. <laughs> next question. Uh, next question coming from Keyblade Dealer. How do you feel about the cost of recent event items? $18 for an emote, 160-ish for a PK skin. I feel as though these prices are getting higher and higher. Seems like there has to be a tipping point where consumers start refusing to pay. I could buy roughly 49 Dunkin' Donut iced coffees for the price of the reactive PK skin. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I do not really have an opinion um, about 
any prices in any area of Apex. Mm-hmm. Like I it's a free game. I play it for the game. I don't play it for the, you know, cosmetic items. And if they can sell a charm for 20 bucks, great. If they can't, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. The game's not going to get shut down, you know? So I I don't feel largely affected and if you feel like prices are increasing inflation has been crazy so it kind of makes sense although i think skin prices have stayed very standard from the game release you know it's 20 bucks for a legendary um so i don't know we could get into this pk skin though no i mean i i think we talked about the PK skin a little bit on the last episode, so we don't need to rehash the conversation that much. It's not that big of a deal. What will people pay? That's what they're going to sell that. I can sit here and say, I would love for skins to be cheaper. Because sure, of course, I'm a consumer. I would love for all the skins to be cheaper and to be able to unlock five skins for the price of you know what I can get two now for or something. Like, Sure, from my perspective, that would be awesome. As a business perspective, they're going to sell it for what the people will buy it for. Is there a tipping point to your question, Keyblader? Maybe. I don't think we've reached it, obviously. And yeah, like Henry said, it's a free game. So it's not like the end of the world at the end of the day. As soon as you get pay-to-win stuff, then it becomes a problem. And fortunately, we're not in that place with Apex Legends. So, yeah. And if Apex prices you out, they price you out. You know, I, I don't know. My happiness isn't tied to what skins I have or what heirlooms well, I have. Well, that's the other thing. And hopefully it is. I don't want people to sit here and say, well, Henry and Shay, you guys host a, your content creators, you host a podcast, you probably like buy all the heirlooms and have you all the skins. Like, we yeah. do not. We have one, two heirlooms each, essentially. Like, we barely buy collection event skins. Um, day one day players. Day one players. Yeah. Like, we, we I, think, I think you will find two. Unique, more unique content creators where we don't really go about purchasing all the cosmetics and such for the game. So, yeah, I don't want to come across as hypocritical. That was all. <laughs> Next question coming from Rasping Coyote. Hey guys, love the podcast. I've been playing since season five and listening since season 10. My question is a long one. You both have found yourself dropped into the Apex games as the legends. You must participate in a 6v6 battle with the states as the battlefield. The catch is that Henry is on one team and Shay is on the other. What five legends do you choose to be on your team? Once a legend is selected, they cannot be selected again. Two, you both get to choose from unselected legends, the three legends you each get. But once you have taken an ability from a legend, neither of you can choose from that legend again. Example, Henry chooses Watson's ultimate, and now her other two abilities are locked from being chosen by both of you. What two weapons are you rocking? If possible, it'd be cool to do a Twitter poll to decide which team comes out on top. Thanks so much for the pod and keep up the good work. This is a fantasy draft, okay? This is is. a fantasy draft. Before we dive into the question, I'm willing to put this on the news episode next week and we actually prepare for and do it. I just want to throw that out there right now. If you want to do that, I'm down. Otherwise, I can give my quick answers to everything. Uh, sure, we can we can do an expanded version. Okay. 
Because it's really two it drafts. Is. We have to draft yeah. our legends and, our abilities. and then we have to draft our own yeah. abilities. So okay. uh, and we're we don't want to go too long for you guys, folks. So Rasping Coyote, great question. Knock on wood that it's a not a crazy news week this coming week. And we'll do this on the episode in a little bit more detail. But something fun to think about for sure. Last question then is coming from McDaniel06. Hey guys, I'm a Watson man and haven't played Apex or listened to the pod since Newcastle came out. Apex just stopped being fun for me. I have I haven't since I haven't since figured out why. I come from COD and Halo, so arena shooters are what usually happens in any non-respawn game mode. I ch- is I choke at the worst times. In respawn mode, however, I tend to do really well in most situations, but for some reason, when I know I have to play like I need to win the gunfight or it's back to the lobby, I freeze. Do you have any tips to help me get interested in Apex again and with not freezing up? So the issue is respawn modes are not as stressful, performs better, battle royales, everything on the line, too stressful, freeze up, struggle as much. Maybe that's a part of why they're not enjoying Apex. Well, I'll solve your problems right (laughs) now, McDaniel. Um, stop playing Watson. Yes. Yes. If you feel nervous going into a fight because it's so high stakes, I bet you a big part of that is because you have no abilities that are going to save you. Um, I, you know, I think switching over to Bangalore or somebody that, you know, can give you more value. If you like Watson because you like proactive play, Rampart is probably three times better than Watson just because you have some offensive capability. It's faster to deploy. It's a little bit more straightforward. Um, Yeah, that's my advice. I think being able to play a legend that can give you more output and more options as a player is probably going to make your life a lot better. I think that's pretty well said, honestly. Watson being that key focus. If you want to get back into Apex, though, just go play the other BRs for a little bit, and then you'll come flying back uh, into the Apex Legends scene. That's all I have to say on that topic. And in the, the day, it's a video game. You know, if you're freezing up or stressing out because of a gunfight where you go back to the lobby, it's you know your worst case scenario isn't that bad. The amount of times Henry and I have played together, and oh no, Shay or Henry has whiffed every single shot with an R301 because it just wasn't that game just it wasn't good and then we're back in the lobby you know it happens you move on you go on to the next one that's all you can do totally that's gonna wrap up our episode though folks thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast and thank you to our producer the third party 10 who supports us over on patreon hit the plus on apple drop us a follow on spotify and check out the discord via the link in the description thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast we'll catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>